Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is Signs of Moles in Your Yard or Life. Let's pray. Father, we come today ready for what you have, putting down our thoughts and our feelings, Father, and putting our faith in your word, Father, because we know you can't lie. We come ready to receive what you have for us today, to put it to use in our lives, to be a greater blessing to those around us. We thank you for your mercy and love. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Well, folks, are going to talk today about signs of moles in your yard or life. As I looked at my backyard this week, I started to think about those pesky moles in my backyard the last couple of years. And it made me think about how our life is a billboard for how we are living and who we are living for. Sometimes the moles in our life come from people that we are around. In the case of my moles, I never had an issue with moles until a few years ago when my neighbor cleared out the woods area and the moles decided to move to my backyard. So to start out today, I asked Google about the signs of moles in your yard. Here is what Google said. And as I read through this list, I was thinking, check, yep, I have that one. Then check again, I have that one too, etc. So here is the list for signs of moles in your yard. Number one, raised ridges crisscrossing your yard. Number two, areas of discolored or dead grass that follow a specific path. Number three, raised mounds of dirt. These are usually the entrance or exit to the mole tunnels. Number four, areas of your lawn feeling squishy or like the soil is very loose. So when you have moles in your yard, you can tell your visitors that, no, I don't have any moles in my yard. And your really sweet friends might just think to themselves that, well, I know there are moles, but I don't want to tell them because that would be too blunt. Sadly, this can be how many Christians are with our unsaved friends. Yeah, I know my friends are lost, and you know where lost people are heading, but I don't want to lose my friendship, or I don't want to sound like a holy roller and talk to them about Jesus. But what we are really saying is, frankly, we don't care if they go to heaven or not. I'm not going to make myself uncomfortable and witness to them. Of course, we don't say that. We'll say the timing is not right. Or someone else will talk to them who is better able to explain the gospel. Or whatever it takes to make us sound better. Then we have the other side of the fence. Our friends that will say, What are you talking about, you idiot? Don't you see the signs of moles in your yard? These words are lacking in love. These are the friends that see the signs of moles in the lives of their friends who are lost and say things to them about their terrible life and do it without love. And as we know, nothing works for God without love. So now let's talk about how the signs of moles in our yard relate to the signs in our life that show that we are not living on fire for God. We can also use these signs to check on our own lives to make sure we are not deceived. Let's read Ephesians 5, 6 in the Amplified. So let no one deceive you with empty arguments that encourage you to sin. 
For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience, those who habitually sin. Folks, we are not to be deceived with arguments that encourage us to sin. That is what we see with much of the U.S. news media and many from our college campuses and, sadly, many of our government leaders. They, under their deception, living for their God of this world, are encouraging people to sin. Oh, you can live with whoever you want to. You can do whatever you want. You can be a male or a female or anything you feel like being. This verse warns us, don't be deceived. The wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience or those who habitually sin. You can see the evidence of moles in the yard of their life and our life if we just look and measure with the word of God. The ridges of sin crisscrossing the yard of our life will be evident if we are honest with God and just look. It is also obvious to see those ridges of sin in the lives of those around us. We are called to be fruit inspectors. Let's not just ignore our lost friends. Let's love them enough to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus, and share it with love. Well, how about number two, the dead things in our yard? Well, Brother Greg, I used to go to church when I was little, but I don't anymore. I'm really busy, or I just can't find a church, or blah, blah, blah. Let's read. Hebrews 10.25 in the Amplified. Not forsaking our meeting together as believers for worship and instruction, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return approaching. My friends, if we are not a regular on-fire attendee at church, we have a dead spot in our lawn. Maybe you don't see it, but it is a dead spot that needs to be fixed. This scripture says not to forsake church as believers for worship and instruction. Remember, believers believe in the Bible and believe in Jesus. Just because we go to a building on the weekend doesn't make us a believer. Well, what about number three, the raised mounds of dirt or stuff in our lives? Usually the entrance or exits or the doors. This is like the friends in our lives and the junk and stuff we end up with. Let's read Matthew 6.33 in the Amplified. But first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, and all these things will be given to you also. Folks, the mounds of stuff around us in our lives is evidence or a sign of what our priorities are. We just talked about is church a priority? But what about other time for God versus other things? Do we put God first or our stuff, our money, our hobbies, even our family? Do we put anything before God? These are signs of moles in our yard or the things that we put first before God. What about number four? Are there areas of your lawn or your life feeling squishy? How about our faith? Is it firm or is it squishy? Is it one day up and one day down, or a few years up and then a few years down when things are not going as well? Let's read Ephesians 1.5 in the Amplified. 
For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people. My friends, have people heard of our faith in the Lord Jesus, or is it a private thing to us? I love Matthew 10, 32. It tells us that when we confess Jesus before men, that Jesus will confess us before the Father. If we have a firm faith, people will know about it, not wander. We'll want to talk about it. One of the most obvious things that I see in folks that have weak or no faith is they don't want to talk about Jesus. When we have the love of Jesus in us, we should want to let that love come out and talk about Jesus to others. Praise God. Well, let's pray. Father, we're so thankful that you show us areas in our life that are not right, like moles in the lawn, Father. That you show each one of us those areas, Father, that we can correct those things and move forward with you, Father. We want nothing of those, Father, and we want all of you. So thanks for helping us in our own lives personally. Father, then help us to see in the lives of our friends and family, are those people we come across in life, those things in their lives that show they're not ready for Jesus' return. Father, we thank you for boldness, with love, preaching your gospel in these last of the last days. Thank you, Father, for your love coming out of us to share the gospel. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at 812-449-8147 or at celebratejesusministry at gmail.com. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. We love you all. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.